0: And is sitting. (laughs) Nobody really, really understood, or never. No one I've ever seen the new man that God has in mind. Praise the Lord! I'll be running through some scriptures and just, just flow. Let's just flow together. You know, in our Bible. we have this understanding the way the Bible is arranged. The New Testament, if you are having your big Bible with you, you can check it. Your New Testament, you know, there's just that leaflet that starts and you wrote New Testament and you saw Matthew. Right? Praise the Lord. But really, Matthew is not the beginning of the New Testament. How many of us know that? Praise the Lord. What testament means is a new covenant. And a new covenant cannot emerge unto the death of a testator. If you don't know what that means, just talk to Sister Anu. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Unto the death of a testator, a new testament cannot emerge let's leave a very biblical strong you know sounds like a revelation but that's not it what it means that until someone dies his will cannot come into effect praise the lord so jesus said he made us understand that for the new will of the father to come into place the author of that will must die first. Until that happens, there is no New Testament. That means that I could tear that part to your page and go and put it behind John. Praise the Lord. If you want to rearrange the Bible today, we won't put it before. If you have known that, we won't put the New Testament before Matthew to come after John. Do you agree with me? Okay, so we're going somewhere. So, unto the death of a testator, two reasons why the New Testament started at, after John, or started with a book of hearts, is because two reasons. Two main reasons. I've mentioned one. Unto the death of a testator, a will cannot come into force. The second reason until the old is fulfilled, the new cannot come into force. Jesus told us that. Let's read our Bible to open our Bible to Matthew verse 5. We'll just quickly run through that. Matthew 5, verse 17. If you're there, let's run that quickly. Matthew 5 17. Okay. Jesus said this, I believe this is King James, okay. It said, "Think not that I come to destroy the law, or prophets, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Next one, next verse. For very I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or title shall no wise pass from the law, till it all be fulfilled. Next verse. Whatsoever then shall break the law, one of these testaments, and shall teach unto men, it shall be called the least in the kingdom of God. But whatsoever shall do and teach them, same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 20. For I say unto you, unto righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribe and Pharisee. It shall no case enter into the kingdom. Back to the seventeen where I started from. He said... I did not come to destroy it, but to fulfill it. In another transition, he said that this one will not come to pass except until when it is fulfilled. And Jesus said, I came to fulfill. That means that what Jesus came to do was to fulfill the law and pass it aside. Then introduce a new one. Did you understand that? That means until that happened, until that happened, there is no New Testament. There's no thing to tell about the new creation. That's why Jesus couldn't preach about himself. Jesus could not preach the gospel of Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know that could sound weird to some of us. Jesus could not preach the gospel of Christ. He couldn't. Do you remember when they brought a woman, a woman came to Jesus and was asking Jesus to heal her daughter? Matthew Matthew, 15. And Jesus said that I'm sent to the lost house of Israel. That means the message he even brought was not even extended to any one of us seated here, because we are not a Jew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't say that. It's in your Bible. Jesus said, I came to preach, not to the Gentiles, but to the lost sheep of Israel. That's who my message is. If you check your Bible again, John 5, verse 21, he said, the Bible said he could not preach about himself. He said, if I can't bear a testimony... Let's open that. John 5, verse 31. I love the way he said it. He said, if I bear witness of of myself, my witness is not true. That means I can't bear witness of myself. I can't tell you about myself. No wonder in Matthew 16, verse 15, when he was talking to the disciples... I would love us to read this. Let's, let's open to Matthew 16. Glory to his name. Jesus actually literally warned them not to tell anyone that he's Christ. So what message was he preaching all through his ministry on earth? The kingdom of God is at end. He didn't say he's here yet. Once in a while, yes, he's, he's, you know, Jesus is awesome. Praise the Lord. Once in a while, it shows the glimpse of that time. Some other saints, some other prophets were able to see into that picture and tasted a little benefit of it. But no man, no one ever experienced the full benefit of the new man. He asked the disciples, Who do men say I am? So tell you what they've been hearing, right? Jesus had been preaching for almost three years, but this is all they were hearing. Let's open it. Glory to God. I think I have that open somewhere. Let me read from this transition. He like said they replied, some think is John, the baptizer. Some say Elijah. Some Jeremiah. Some other prophets. That's what they knew about Jesus. You can go back to the New King James Version. I will take it from there. Then Jesus asked them, Who do you say I am? Then Peter had a glimpse into that future. He said, You are Christ. And Jesus looked at him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's do that. He said, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Keep going. Jesus has said unto thee, He said, Blessed are you, Simon by for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, who is in heaven. Another translation put it that, that not even your teachers have revealed this to you. He said, But my Father. That means that Jesus didn't also tell them. He never revealed that to them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why? He could not be a witness of himself. Then, go ahead. Now, he says something to them. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Go to the next line. Let's run through it. Ah, Lord. I, I, I love this. I love it. He said, Then he commanded his disciples that they should not that they should tell no one that he, that he was Jesus the Christ. He so said, don't tell anybody. So all the time he sent and out, they were not telling anyone that he's the messiah. So the message of Christ was not preached while Christ was earth. But he showed them a glimpse of what will happen. Let, let me show you. If you back up to verse, uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse nineteen, verse nineteen. Let's take verse nineteen. It's that "We give you the keys of heaven." Talking about those people, Th- that future. Whatever you bind on earth shall be will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, we be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. Let me read from tra- message translation. Hear this it's showing them a glimpse of what the future looks look like. And that's not all. Well, after he has said that, on this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. In verse 19, he said, that's not all. You will have complete and free access to the kingdom of God. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. Earth and heaven. He said, just no more barriers. There will not be barriers that time. That means for those who are coming as a, the result of his death and resurrection, the life they will experience is that life where there's no barrier between heaven and earth. Glory. The life you are born into, I'm journey, jumping ahead of myself, I know, is a life that there's no barrier between heaven and earth. Praise the Lord. But Jesus said, I couldn't preach about that yet. I can't tell anyone about, don't tell anyone about that yet. Hallelujah. But something mighty happened after resurrection. You remember the woman that went to him to heal her daughter and Jesus said I'm not saints I'm only sent to the lost out of Israel did you know the comment the woman made to get Jesus' attention she had a glimpse the bible said afterward you know the first time she approached Jesus he said son so Jesus son of David have mercy on me praise the lord praise the lord And Jesus said, I'm not sent to you. Afterwards, she came. And the Bible says she worshipped him and called him Lord. You know no man will receive worship. No man should receive worship that is meant to God for God. Praise the Lord. At that moment, she got a glimpse. She addressed him in the way that, hallelujah, she addressed him with the way the New Testament believer will address him, Lord. No longer son of David. Hallelujah. At that point, Jesus responded. Praise the Lord. David had a glimpse of that day. Some prophet like Isaiah had dreams of those days. They had a glimpse into that future. They have a look into what you and I will be. But they were not there yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After he died and he rose, Jesus began to unveil who the new believer will be. Let's open our Bible to Mark 16. Quickly, Mark 16. He began to unveil The new you. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. He began to unveil the gospel of Jesus. He began to unveil it. Hallelujah. Matthew, Mark 16 verse 14. Let's start from verse 14. Later he appeared to the eleven. You know, he appeared to two on the road, revealed himself. Think about it for a minute. This part of the scriptures always sound very interesting to me when I read the story of Jesus. These men have been walking with Jesus for three and a half years. Then he joined one or two of them on the road and they couldn't recognize him. Do you know that's absurd? Really, really absurd. (laughs) You know, it would be very funny if you've been living with someone for one year and you haven't traveled for three days, came back, and you said, I don't know you. That tells you that that is not aligning like a function of physical recognition. But they couldn't recognize. Something must have changed about Jesus. Something must have changed. Hallelujah. They couldn't recognize him until they were in a dinner and he broke bread. What was the breaking of bread has to do with that another talk for another day but I tell you something it was unveiled there was an unveiling because I've known some people in church now just for probably 6-7 months I wouldn't meet them on the road and say I don't know you hallelujah, he hurt with them. Traveled with them. He fed them. He did miracles right in their presence. He was crucified right in their view. Buried. Rose again from the dead. And yet they could not recognize him. One thing I can tell you quickly. Jumping again ahead of myself. The body that was buried wasn't the same body that rose. The body that was buried depended on blood to live. The one that rose had no blood. I, I hope you know that. The Bible says it was raised by the glory of God. That's why in Paul could be writing in Romans 8, he says if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, It will vitalize your mother body. That means for these new people that are coming, their life is not dependent on their blood. We'll get there. Glory to God. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. That's why if they tell you you have a blood condition, you can, you can say that my life is not dependent on that. That's no longer a death sentence for the new creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago while I was in school, a lady was giving testimony the church I was attending then. She had a baby. And somehow there was a bit of some mismanagement in the hospital. They decided her. And she got home the way drama we happened she was alone at some point the people, the people that normally would be with her have gone out then she started bleeding she said she was bleeding to the point where she started feeling fainting he said the only thing that kept coming to her mind was that my life <laughs> he said they said the life of flesh is in the blood so that was what the word that came to her devil he said, but she kept saying that I'm a new creation. My life is not in the blood. The spirit of God is me. Vitalizing my motor bodies. She said, she said that to the point she passed out. They met her fainted. They rushed her to the hospital. She was in church on Sunday. <laughs> the doctor said, they did a doctor's report. The doctor said, there's no way to explain that someone would have lost that much blood and still be alive. She knew something. Is that because, at, is that close to the point where she fainted? Is that she said to herself, that this body, if you drain all this blood, I will still live. Is that probably that was the last word she remembered? <laughs> Hallelujah. See, what happened at the new birth? I said something to myself one day. I said, I'm not sure we will find out everything even before Jesus comes. It's so deep. It's just too deep. Just too deep. But we will get the best out of it, right? Hallelujah. Now Jesus began to unveil the the new creation, Mark 16. And where am I? Open my mark for me quickly. Mark 16 verse 14. Who is working on that? Praise the Lord. Mark 16 verse 14. Okay. It said, Letter he appear to the level as they sat at the table. And he will book their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who he had seen him after he had risen. Next verse. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now he's asking them to preach. Right? Which gospel? Go ahead, please. And he who believed and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Next verse. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, before I run into that, you know, for some of us who grew up in generally we would be around church people for a long time. When we hear the word baptized, we had water to eat. But it's not every time the Bible talks about baptism that it's talking about water baptism. As a matter of fact, the Bible talks about baptisms, the doctrines of baptisms in the Bible. I think in the Hebrew, book of Hebrew. There's even a baptism of Moses. You know about that. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptism of water. Now, this one is not talking about baptism of water. Because the baptism of water, how did I know? Plays no significant role in salvation. I am not saying you shouldn't do water baptism. We do what baptism in this church. Right? You know, Paul was writing somewhere else, I think in the book of Romans, where he said that as many that have been baptized into Christ, there is a baptism into Christ. Do you know what baptism is? Do you know what baptism is? Do you know what baptism is? Can I show you? If you take offering envelope right now, I have no pastor. It is rich. Pastor, it can give me money. pastor "It can give you money. I won't return it." Ah. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Now, what it means is this: if I put this money, can you see one thousand right? and I put it in this envelope the money has been baptized. You don't see the money. You see the envelope. Hallelujah. He said, anyone that believes and is baptized into Christ. That's the baptism he's talking about. The moment you see this, If you never saw me when I dropped that envelope inside here, if I just bring this up to you, the only way you will describe that 1,000 error is through this envelope. You can't view what is inside anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, that is baptism. Now, it was telling them the things that they will see. As evidence that this baptism has happened. He said, and these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Who is he talking about? Who is he talking about? Now, go ahead again. He said, they will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it's by no means hot then. They will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. They are not the sick. <laughs> That's why, you know, what God had in mind for the new creation is not healing. What God had in mind for you is not healing. Healing is what we give. That's why Peter could say to, the, to that cripple, Such that I have, I give to you. When you have it, you are not seeking healing. Before the New Testament, they could seek healing. They could ask for healing. After the New Testament, Peter said by His Israel, you were healed. When? When you bore your sickness on the cross. What you were being born into is a divine life. So people that have this divine life gives healing. Hallelujah. It's like if they hit any deadly thing. That's why we should be embarrassed as a Christian. When Christians get fret over the fact that somebody gave them food in the, in the dream. When the one that you hit in the physical can't harm you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody gave you a food in the dream, ask for water. If they forget meat, ask for it. Just in case. Hallelujah. Because it's not what comes into a man that defies him, it's what proceeds after from him. He like said, if they take any deadly point thing. You remember Paul got beaten by a snake, a venomous snake, just by accident, and said the people who waited for him to drop dead. <laughs> Glory to God. The Bible says he shook it off as if he saw nothing. He shook it off. You know, some of us that if snake comes out there, you're like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You call the name of Jesus and run. <laughs> Glory to God. People say, I had dreams, you were chasing me. Who is chasing you? You know the way those dreams plays out? They were just about to catch you. Just wake up. You start praying. See, if we ever have to run, ask Elijah. or oh, Elijah, nobody can catch you. If you ever have to run, <laughs> you can't be caught. <laughs> if you ever have to run, <laughs> praise the Lord. You are not seeing you yet. You are not seeing you. You are still seeing yourself before the New Testament. You are seeing yourself before the new birth. Hallelujah. Should we get into the new birth right now? Let's unveil more the new birth, right? Are you following me? Second Corinthians 5, that's our popular scripture. Let's go to verse 14. I will read through this slowly. <laughs> Glory to his name. Glory to his name. For the Lord of Christ compels us because we judge us. Can I have a new N new KGV? Thank you. For the Lord of Christ, because he judged us, that if one died for all, then all died. That means you died. In him. In heaven, you're already dead. That's why no money to threaten you with death. In him, you already died. A new man is just imagine. A new man came through. Praise the Lord. And he died for all so that all those who live no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. Now, Scholars have shown that there's a mistranslation there. It was never written for those who live no longer live for themselves. No. He said The right translation is this. That those who live should no longer live from themselves. Great difference. For themselves and from themselves. That means that the essence of this new being is not from him but from the one that died for him. That means the only way you can define this new person is not from him, but from the one who died for him. That's why Paul, we could say that now we know no man after flesh. He said in the past we did, but that was wrong. Now we could not recognize or you can't define any man no more after flesh. Let's read on. Let's read on. Next verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, <laughs> all things have passed away and all things have become new. Amplified Version put it this way. He said, things about his moral or spiritual state has passed away. That's why it is not correct for you to say, there's a generational cause on me. It's gone. That spiritual condition is gone. It passed away. Hallelujah. It passed away. Now, next verse. Next verse that I like. It says, But look, Nick can put it this way he said, Behold. That means the problem is about what we are beholding. Another translation, I believe, message translation. He said, look at it. All things have become new. Another one said, see it. All things have become new. And all these things, next verse, are of God. Let's stop there for a minute. There's a comma, so we can pause, right? Praise the Lord. He said, all these things are of God. See, what it means is this, it is now only God, the new creation that emerged, is only God that has a right to define what that person is. That means that the opinion of people about you, about your ability, what you can do, what you cannot do, is no longer correct. It could be a fact, but it's no longer correct pastor i've been teaching on identification on global uh, i was telling him i said ah i just started studying this design because who you see what you see if you can see the new birds see they've tried to define us by temperament psychologists have tried that you have sanguine you have nickel man of queen choleric and all that it's a, it could be a fact it's not the truth of the new creation you are gen z gen queen y alpha omega whatever it is not no longer your definition He you oh a, a particular generation they can't they they don't they have no concentration period the the attention span is low and you believe that that's why you're praying 10 minutes i remember one day i was talking to my guys in fellowship and i said that how many of you pray 30 minutes or more and probably only one person raised hand in about 30% of people sitting. Most people were struggling between 5 and 10 minutes. Is that attention span. It's not true. That is what the world wants to paint your mind to believe. The, you see, if you create something, it's only the maker of that product that has a right to say this is what it is. That's why it's called patent rights. God has a patent right on you. You cannot even, it, in fact, it is a for you to define yourself. Hey, uh-huh. Hallelujah. You can't define you, yourself. you can't, it is not right for you to define who you are by your own standard. You only have to go to the original person that made it. You know, if I make a car, the car can't tell me how it will function. I determine how it functions. I determine his capacity. I determine his ability. God created you. He made you. You know why you make, if something is made? The person didn't have an op- opinion. Do you know that? If I made a car, the car do not have opinion. It is my opinion. That's why our righteousness is no longer the righteousness of ourselves, but the righteousness of God. He made it. Do you remember Hebrews eleven? I saw something there recently. It, it, it hits me, where we're talking about the whole theme of fame of fames of Abraham, Jacob. They did this to so subdue nation. They did all that, and he said, "I said, yes." Yeah, they did not even experience the promise. All they did was a faith that they could just hold on to. They had faith. They walked by their faith in God. By their trust in God. But for the new creation. We don't walk by our faith. We walk by the faith of the son of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are not standing in our faith. We are standing in his faith. Hallelujah. It makes a lot of difference. It makes a lot of difference. He said look at it. Look at it. See it no man can define your destination only god that's why you can't talk down on yourself the economy can't define you that's why you can say i'm the yield that's why you can say i'm blessed it doesn't matter what you see brothers and sisters the world system will always try the events around you will try to tell you who you are but we are not defined by who we are that is that, that what they said we are we are defined only by God. That means only his opinion counts. You see, the moment we begin to see this, <laughs> we begin to see this, even your, your conversation with God, the thing you ask for, it will be different. You know, I began to study this. That's why I said some things are just simply seem to be hard for all to understand. But we are getting it. We are seeing the truth more and more. The way we approach the Father will be different. Hey, you know when Jesus was talking to them, he was giving them a glimpse, glimpse, glimpse into those period, into our days. You know, it's very common for that. I'm not, I will explain my context now. When we sing things or we say things like, oh, I hunger and thirst for you. I hunger, Lord, I feel my hunger. I'm test for you. I understand when we are expressing our need for God. I'm not underestimating that. Okay? But hear what Jesus said. John 6. He said, I'm the bread of life. He said, Anyone that eats of this will no longer hunger again. He said, I won't test anymore. John 7:38. He was talking about, you were test. I'm longing for you, you're testing for him. He said, if they drink, if I give them drink. Yeah. He said, out of this one, will flow rivers of living water. That's why it is wrong to sing, let your living water flow over my soul. Let the Holy Spirit come out of control. Wrong. It's out of your belly shall flow. Do you remember when he had the conversation with the Samaritan woman? John 4. Hey, let me show you the conversation. John 4:10. Let me show you the conversation. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. We are living in the fulfilled promises. That's where we are. Who? He said, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is he that says to you, Give me a drink? You will ask him for a, a drink, and he will give you, I will have given you living water. Go to 13. Hallelujah. And he answered and sent unto them. <laughs> you know, she told them, that you have a better water. Our father gave us this one. Isaac or Jacob gave us this water. Jesus said something to her. He said, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will test again. Your fathers are dead. The ones you are referring to. Is there anybody that drinks this one that you have? Go to the next verse. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, it will never test. Never. <laughs> he said, but the water I shall give him, we become a fountain of water springing f- onto everlasting life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not that our conversation with God will be different. There are moments as believers that you feel a bit empty. How I- many of you have been there? If you've not been there, I mean, I will question you. <laughs> but to deal with that, that shows us how to deal with that. To deal with that, we are not asking him for water we're not asking for the spirit because he's talking about the spirit when you feel that way in your soul in your spirit is fountain that never runs dry he said it's immeasurable unquantifiable so what I do, I call forth from inside you feel hungry? don't ask him for bread call him forth from inside it's already given to you hallelujah you have answers. We walk in the fulfillment. See, he said, "Look at it. Look at it. The true believers will not be delivered." Colossians. I see here people saying, "I'm going for deliverance of first born, second born, third born, fifth born, tenth born, twentieth born." It doesn't make any sense any longer. It's talking about your new state before the new testament that could be correct a lot of things were correct before the new, the new even Jesus said things that are no longer applicable to the believers today do you know when they went to him and said tell us the greatest of the commandments he said "Thou shalt love the lord your god with all your strength with all your might with everything with all with all your soul you know I mean, we all pray that right but when you realize that, for example, I love my wife, still in that same love. sharing part of that. So it couldn't be all. <laughs> it was a tough one. He was even talking about forgiveness. He said, until you forgive, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Yes or no? But in the New Testament, the Bible made us understand, if we forgive because he first forgave us, that's the only reason why we could forgive. When Paul was writing, he said, Forgive one another because you have forgave you. We are living in forgiveness. We are living in that. We already have it. We, that's why we have the ability to forgive anyone. Hallelujah. He said now we could we say in the New Testament, we love him. Why? Because he forced loved us. See. It's almost impossible without the new creation for you to love anyone like yourself. It's almost impossible. In fact, it's impossible. Do you know what it means to love somebody as yourself? Which was the second commandment Jesus gave. (laughs) That means you prefer the person over yourself. Before the New Testament, you can't do that every man will fight for himself. Everyone. Except Jesus. That's why the Bible says that you will find a good person. You will find it's possible for someone to die for, someone to give up his life because of a cause for good people. But Jesus died while we're in sin. He's the only one that had the ability. They called the disciples. They took off. They took off. Peter look at someone and say, Me. <laughs> I could imagine if he's a Nigerian. He probably would have sworn for the land lady. Cause ah, praise the Lord. But when this same Peter received the new life, <laughs> Glory to God. Death was no so longer a threat. Did you hear what Paul said? Paul was thinking. <laughs> this is a man that was on that threat. They were thinking they want to kill him. Paul was saying that, I don't know if I should stay or I should go. <laughs> Glory to God. He's trying to, maybe if, if I stay, it's for your benefit. If I go, it's better. Or if I stay, it's trying to decide if he stays or leaves. Why? Because they understood now that the life they live is the life of the Son of God. The life that is energized by the Spirit. You know, I I, I heard something yesterday. It just made me to skip. I ran alone in the living room. I tried not to disturb everybody sleeping already. I was listening to Brock Copeland talking about Papa Hagen when he died. You know, this was a man that said he would have died maybe before he was 17 or something like that. And This man says so much on this word. He exposed himself to this truth to the point that, you know, normally, and medical experts are here, do we still have doctors in church? Everybody is in Okota. <laughs> now, that when a man dies, his heart just shrinks. Stop working. So to speak. The heart should stop working. Okay? Medically. So Papa Ige, I've always told them that the best way to go eat breakfast. Have your favorite meal. <laughs> then say bye-bye. On the day he passed on, he requested for a meal. They gave him everything they wanted. He said, his wife said the only thing they didn't give him was one thing that they said, ah, for your age, you do eat again. That, and, and Papa liked that. But they didn't give her. He said she made a mistake. She would have given him if he had known. <laughs> she had known that was what's going to happen. He said, after he finished his meal, he sat in his reclining chair and looked at her. And it was bye bye. He checked out. They said it took almost four or five days before they could kill the arts from breathing. The man was already gone. That's how much life that was left in the body. Hallelujah. Do you understand the story of, a, of a, a, Elisha? Bones. There was still so much life, yet he never entered into the promise. He, he just saw a glimpse of it. He never really entered into it. And here you are. Some of us are afraid of. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, there is more to you than this. There is more to you than this. tattoo of people around you, there is more to you. Just see it. Look at it. When you wake up in the morning, who do you see? Do you see the weak? No, you can't be weak. In Christ, you can't be weak. In him, you can't be sick. In him, you can't be broke. Hallelujah. Do I have people here right now? Are you hearing what I'm hearing right now? Glory to God. That's what he did. That's what the sacrifice and the death and the resurrection of Jesus brought us into. Hallelujah. 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 We are born into the generation of people that bring things to be. That speak things to be. No, you're not looking at heaven, help me. No, it's here. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are producing results. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. We are that it's like they will speak in new tongues. You go for an appointment, they are keeping you waiting. You don't even know what to do. Instead of you to be thinking and be worried that hey, we they like me? Will they don't like me. They speak in new tongues, they make declarations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I had a funny experience. I was close with that. Pastor Yuthi was my witness. I did a proposal from my board to my executive directors. Twice they bounced it back. And I kept wondering, why are these guys bouncing this? In? Why are they bouncing it? So the next day, that told me that tomorrow there's another board meeting. It's another, my MD called me. That's another day for opportunity to present that same document. Go and review it again. Try to adjust some of the things they were complaining about, but some of them are not even fully expressing the issue. They're just bouncing. I said, No problem. That money I couldn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't work. He kept asking me to say, I said, don't worry, we are making progress. But I really don't know what to write anymore. Hallelujah. I went to my office and on my way back. I stopped in the in church i sat in it that's why I'll, I'll get there we i'll tell you what happened we, we, we got to i uh, got to church office and i went to pastor "Pastor, hey, what are you doing here in the afternoon on the i don't know what the tuesday or something like that i said "Pastor, i'm coming from my other office going to the other office here but i have some tasks to do i don't even know how to start it and he laughed that's why the bible says, the iron shaft iron right you should not forsake the fellowship <laughs> <laughs> there's something he brings forth not from here, he brings it forth hallelujah when spirits communicate with spirits <laughs> hallelujah so we, we, get, we start talking we start talking about some other things and we're just talking about gisting about some other things foremost an applause then he looked at me at some point he said, so see, what's gonna, what are you going to do about this report you are supposed to submit tomorrow and I looked at him and I said see. he said, can God write a report and mortals deny him <laughs> And we both laughed. I went back to office that day. Guess what? Till everybody left office, I didn't do anything. Six o'clock. I was praying in tongues. Spent time praying in tongues. Seven o'clock, I started writing the report. Preparing the proposal. Nine o'clock, one of my directors called me to say, how far we report? I said, don't worry. It's almost done. <laughs> we sent it. We got approval. They rushed back the next day. They were like, Man, man like, you must have been a genius. I said, no. <laughs> I'm a God kind. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. We should never, you see, we should live a life that we are not afraid of humans. We are not afraid. He said became something and you are growing, you are, your temperature is rising. It didn't call you to spend Naira our medium of exchange is faith. The faith of God. It didn't promise you that will give you money. He promised you we meet your needs. With overflow. Hallelujah. 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 He didn't call. You see, when they refer to him, when the children of Israel had a glimpse, and they call him, oh, El Shaddai. Thank you, man it wasn't a god that is enough he is more he is more he is more and now you see they saw him as he is more you are in him as he is more hallelujah you are not just doing the more you are in the more you are born into the more hallelujah hallelujah you see, if you think that anything Abraham es- Adam experienced in the garden is great, you ain't seen nothing yet. What we have is greater. The Bible says that the old man passed away. The old Adam he called him the first, he called Jesus the new, the last Adam. You were born into the lineage of the new Adam and the last one. The one, the old one is gone. It's not as powerful as you are. There's a greater one on your inside. There's a greater one on your inside. That's why we are not afraid of tomorrow. You can't say I'm afraid of tomorrow. No, we don't talk. We are confused. How can you be confused? The Holy One is on your inside. Hallelujah. 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 You wake up in the morning. It seems that the day is not like the day you like. That's why you go Mahanto. Ekinato. Tosia Tale Kanuto. Because greater is He that is in me. The water of God. The rivers of the living water. runs and flows through me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know we say things like survivor. I thank God I survived. Thank God for surviving song. Thank God for surviving, son. It's good to survive. But God didn't call us into the life of survivor. He said, we are born and conquerors. Hallelujah. We are not trying to win the match. <laughs> we are called to celebrate the, go- the victory of the match already. We are more than survivors. 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 That's why a Christian should look at himself. They say, you have this sickness. You know you can laugh some of them off. You felt earlier, you can laugh it off. That's why we do all those stuff we do. You see, when you see us run, it's not because we just want to do exercise. They said there's a body, you can run it out. You can run it out. That's why we run. That's why we rejoice. That's why we declare it in and expect to see results. Glory to God. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Glory to his name. He said there's a noise. Some noise. One bed is making noise. And you are saying, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. No. Open your mind and scream, ha! You have the right. You have the right. That's the life you've been born into. The Bible talks about that we have not received the spirit of fear. But we have received the spirit of wish, of power, of sound mind, of good judgments. We are not confused. We can never be confused. We don't walk around and say, I don't know what to do. Hey, <laughs> glory to God. He said, when the spirit of truth shall come, the spirit will be in you and inside of you. He said, you see, he will teach you all things. You want to know about it? Ask him. It's on your inside. It's with you. Hallelujah you say you walk all day somebody say I have bad luck you can't have bad luck the Bible says surely goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life everywhere they go they go with you even when it seems you are making mistakes the surely mercy and goodness of God I, want, I follow you when you turn they are with you you are not by yourself do you hear what God said he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Talking about the new birth, he said, this spirit, the new one. He, he said, the old witness him on the outside. He said, I will dwell in them. That's why people like John Gilak will say, everywhere. He, he said, He looks at himself in the mirror. He said, everywhere this body goes, God goes. Hallelujah. You see, this is the truth. Some of those men stayed on. You know, people are trying to, oh, I remember Hey Allen. I can't forget. <laughs> those are sorry that this is where they found it. They were casting out devil from someone. And people were saying, go. The devil said, I'm not going. You know all those drama we always see. People, okay. see. They said, Hey Allen, walk into the building. The devil screamed. I said, let me go. So the cobra, hey Helen. They said he just went to the woman and whispered. And the devil ran. They asked him, What did he say? He only said, You know what he said? He didn't say in the name of Jesus. He said, Hey, Allen, is here. Why? You know why? He has been enveloped in Christ. It is no longer your name they hear when you talk. It's no longer your voice they hear when you talk. It's Christ in you. You have been heeded, you have been baptized into Him. That is your new definition. That is your new definition. That's who we are. Are you glad this morning? Are you do you love what Jesus did for you? Do you know what Jesus did for you? You can get up on your feet and just give Him praise, give Him praise, give Him praise, give Him praise this morning. Hallelujah. You are going through anything. Speak to them right now. There is no difference. There is no barrier between heaven and earth. Right now for you. Right now for you. We are walking from heaven into earth. Hey, hey hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The Bible says in Ephesians that we died with him. We were buried with him. We were raised up together with him. Seated in heaven places. In him. In him. That's why there's no barrier between heaven and earth anymore. Because we are just stepping in like this. (laughs) And operating here. Yet we came from there. Glory to God. Glory to God. To you there's no barrier. There's no barrier. We do the things that are seen in heaven. What are the things that are seen in heaven? They told Jesus, He said, you are casting out devil by the name of Bezzebub. He said, no. He said, if you are casting doing that, then the kingdom will be against itself. And his kingdom is against itself. We understand. He said, if you are seeing this thing, it's a proof that the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. That's why Jesus will tell them that greater works you will do. That's why. That's why. You are sitting in heaven yet operating on earth bringing to bear the heavenly mandates expressing heaven on earth that's what we are we express heaven on earth do you know how those people function when they hear there is money to be paid they are not afraid they command money to come hallelujah they speak to money to come money listen to them opportunities listen to them life listens to them don't shut yourself down taking up their language and vocabularies speak like the heaven kind not like earthly kinds another time we talk about that because our words influence how we operate on earth you have to your language you have to align with your kingdom it has to align you have to talk like the way Jesus talks. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. Do you know he wasn't even talking about Jesus before the, the death and resurrection? John was referring to Jesus in his glory. In his glorious state. In his unlimited state. He said, so, so you are as he is, so are you right now in this world. Not in by and by. We will not be like him when we, just, when we die. No, we are like him now. Now. It, see, it may be a big truth to ourselves, but that's the truth. Hallelujah. The feeling you have about yourself or the of loneliness, it could be a fact, but it's not the truth. They've told you when you feel that way, it's, uh, you are lonely. No, that's what the men defined. When we feel that way, we just feel ourselves, oh, you just need more of him. Just, just release it from your belly. Just release it. Just release it. You want to release it that morning? You want to do that? Why not just declare this word and just pray in the Holy Ghost right now? Celebrating Him. Rejoicing over the victory. Reversing over your new self as a new creation in Christ Jesus. Rejoice over it right now. Glory to His name. Oh, glory to His name. Hallelujah. 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 You have edit, you can shake it off. You can shake it off. You have a signal, you can talk it out. You can speak to it to go right now. Right now. Right now. You felt you have been slowed down. You can run it off right now. Give yourself some speed. Right now. Run it off. Run it off. Rejoice in Him. Hallelujah. Glory to His name. Lift up your hands and thank you wherever you are. I'm out of time. Just give Him praise. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. I'm walking in power. Walking in miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. I'm walking in power. Oh, no. I am I a generation. Take one time. Hey. We are the chosen.